This is your new and improved News Central. Welcome to KCWU Weekend News. Good morning, Ellensburg, and welcome to 88.1 The Birds News Central. I am your host, Soma Lambert, joined in studio by Bryce Junquist and Brendan Dolman. We are in our live time slot every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 a.m. We have an exciting show for you guys this morning. Mayor Bruce Tabb is going to be joining us live in studio at the halfway point of our show to this morning, as well as some other live in-studio interviews. We have Tris Vandeman from Central News Watch coming in, as well as Eric Rosane, the co-editor-in-chief of The Observer. Morning, gentlemen. How are we doing? Like I said, an exciting show today. This is our second show that we have on main air. Last weekend, we were on that 9 to 10 a.m. block, so we're hitting that two-hour point this morning. So uh, I'm excited for that. And let's get straight out and to the show this morning our lead show to start everything or excuse me our lead story to start everything off the washington state lottery program is under heavy scrutiny over the last week brendan what more can you tell us in relation to this thank you soma washington state lottery director jim warwick was fired on ethical concerns april 18th after accepting food and drinks from a vendor that had contracts with the organization the associated press attained a public records request prompting a report which led to the firing of warwick Current Washington State Lottery Director Marcus Glasper said Warwick's conduct expressed in the report, quote, do not reflect our own high standards, unquote. Reports by Trish Murthy of Northwest Workplace Law, PLCCL, exposed events hosted by International Game Technology, drawing ethical concerns. Washington State Lottery and Washington State Law both prohibit using job status as a way to receive gifts and privileges. A spokeswoman said that in response to recent events, all work-related out-of-state travel must be approved by the new director. Thank you for that, Brendan. Sticking with the same theme here, WalletHub recently released an article about state-by-state gambling addiction. Bryce has this story. Thanks, Soma. An article by WalletHub was posted online that details which state had the highest gambling addictions. One in three adults in the United States are inflicted by something called a gambling disorder. The article states that more than $100 billion each year in gambling depletion is from U.S. customers. WalletHub analyst Julia Gonzalez spoke about whom gambling affects as far as the target market. I mean, it, it, it affects people that are 18 and up, even younger than that, especially when we're dealing with illegal gambling. I think fantasy sports now and the, popu- the popularity of fantasy sports can now really draw into an even bigger audience, right? Because you don't need a car to get anywhere. You don't need a live casino near you. You can really do it from anywhere. Gonzalez also had this to say about what the stats show with gambling in Washington State. Well, number one here was Nevada, which I don't think is any huge shock to anyone. The least addicted to gambling was Nebraska. But Washington wasn't too far off. It ranked 45th out of all 50 states. So gambling, not a huge problem in Washington. And I think part of that is because it's a little bit less accessible. Not a lot of casinos per capita. Pretty low lottery sales. Not a lot of gaming machines. So, Ms. Gonzalez also had some advice to give the public. Gambling season is is kind of upon us here. We see a big swing with March Madness that goes on throughout the big horse racing season. So definitely important to make sure that you are gambling in a way that at least you can control. And if not, obviously go get some help. As Gonzalez uh, stated, the highest-ranked state for gambling addiction was Nevada and the lowest was Nebraska, while Washington ranked 45th. Thank you for that report, Bryce. Now on to a local story. Next week, the CW Veterans 
Veterans Center is hosting the 2018 Veterans Resource Conference. Brendan, what more can you tell us about this event? Thank you, Soma. The resource conference will include guest speakers, veteran service representatives, and a presentation about veteran resources provided by Central Washington University and across the state. KCWU sat down with Central Veterans Club President Justin Dennis to talk more about the event. Uh, the main goal of this event is to connect veterans with the resources that they are looking for. This event is mainly geared towards veterans, but the speakers will be providing information that can be used by anyone. Justin then explained why this event is important to the public and to veterans. It is difficult to find reliable information on veteran benefits, and it can be discouraging trying to get a hold of the original information. Bringing the resources to one location will make getting the correct information much easier for veterans. Justin continued with discussing the guest speakers and what they all bring to the table. So we have three guest speakers coming. They're all veterans, so they've all been there. They've been through this process themselves. Uh, Vanessa Williams is the Senior Benefit Liaison with Wounded Warrior Project. Uh, she oversees and assists Wounded Warrior Project members to get their benefits from the VA. Jason Alves is the Program Director with the Vet Corps. He'll be talking about Vet Corps and the Conservation Corps and what these programs are and what they do for the veterans that participate in them. Dr. Peter Schmidt is the Director of the Behavioral Programs for the Washington Department of Veterans Affairs. He specializes in post-traumatic stress, and he'll be discussing the difficulties of transitioning from the military as well as post-traumatic growth. Justin finished with explaining the resources that Veterans Center offers. So resources that are specific to student veterans are our Veterans Center. Um, this is located in Bullion Hall. Um, it offers post-9-11 benefits, GI Bill benefits, and also our uh, Vet Corps Navigator, Meredith. She is the point of contact for resources in the community and on campus, and she is located in the Veterans Center. We also have a Veterans Club on campus. This is made up of student veterans just like us, and we work together to find the benefits that we need and to reestablish that community. To find more information, you can visit the Veterans Center in Bullion Hall, room 206, or online at cwu.edu veterans. Thank you for that report, Brendan. Let's send it back to Bryce now, who covered the 30th annual Presidential Day Retreat this last Thursday. Bryce. Thank you, Soma. The event was hosted by the CW Army and Air Force ROTC and included President Gadino as a featured speaker. I noticed on CW's website that said more than 89 scholarships and ROTC prizes were given out by representatives of local and state agencies and worldwide associations and different groups. All of this showcases the achievements of these CW candidates. CW ROTC recruiting officer Andrew Van de Hoek said that this event is going on for about 30 years. We in the military are all about tradition. We love to establish a tradition and a legacy with something. I'm an alumni of CW Army ROTC. I graduated from the program in 2005. It was one of the highlights of my time was, you know, the end of the year kind of closing out and having the opportunities to be recognized and to see my fellow cadets get recognized with awards. Vanity Hoke also had a little bit to say about the awards. So we have Army ROTC scholarships, which can only be awarded to contracted ROTC cadets. The great thing about these awards is whether they are a contracted cadet in the program, meaning the Army's made the official commitment to make them an officer, or they're a non-contracted cadet, you can still receive these awards. Many of these are from civilian organizations, and their one big criteria is that they're, they're taking ROTC classes and they're a fully enrolled cadet in the program. Bandit Hoek had more to say about the event's importance. 
Just in general, such a small portion of people are able to serve in the military these days. Many of these cadets may, may not be chosen to become Army officers. It's a very selective program. But we want to recognize those that put in the effort and the time to try to go down this path. And a host said this career trail is hard to break into. Thank you for that report, Bryce. Okay, let's reconvene now. You're listening to 88.1, the Berg's News Central. I'm Soma Lambert. Alongside me, Bryce Junquist and Brendan Dolman. It's 9.09 in the morning right now. We are in our normal time slot here this morning of 9 to 11 a.m. every Saturday where you can listen to local, regional, and national news. An exciting show for everybody today. We have Ellensburg Mayor Bruce Tabb coming in halfway through the show this evening. Tristine Vandeman from Central News Watch will be in here live to talk with us as well as Eric Rosane, the co-editor-in-chief from The Observer. Like I said, it's about 9.10 this morning. Let's go ahead and head to a weather report here with Brendan Dolman. This is your weekend news, traffic and weather update. Thank you, Soma. As we know, last week it was getting pretty hot last Friday with temperatures around the 80s, but this week we're going to be cooling down a little bit. Saturday, high 62. Sunday, a high 61. And then later throughout the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you were looking at highs around 75 and sunny. Sunny skies and uh, just beautiful times out there. May in Ellensburg is the best time of year. We're going to head to our first break of the show. On the other side, we'll have more local news, including a story on some local property owners who are having their private land vandalized. And, of course, during the hour, we have live interviews with Tristine Vandeman of Central News Watch and Eric Rosane of The Observer. Back in one minute here on KCW News Central. 